Welcome to Beyond the Basement, the complete Attack on Titan podcast. In this show, we're not just rewatching, we're going behind the scenes, deep into the anime story, unearthing intrigue, and exploring new theories about the Attack on Titan universe. The majority of each episode is spoiler free. Then, after a warning, we'll take a few minutes to connect the dots with storylines from future episodes. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, but don't forget, you can join us for the live broadcast Sunday nights on Facebook and watch every episode on YouTube. Links will be in the show notes. With that, let's get into the conversation. Oh, dude, we didn't even plan that. Welcome to not Attack on Titan. Welcome to Beyond the Basement, <laughs> the complete Attack on Titan podcast. Welcome to Copyright Infringement 101. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm Eric, one of your hosts. To my left is... I am Rachel. She's the Rachel. And I'm to my right Rachel. is... The bank robber. Corn Pete. Corn Pete, as we like to call him. For those of you who can't see. Man, if I ever had action figures, I should get a Corn Pete. It's <laughs> actually you pretty great. Go to the store, the grocery store. And you For gotta... those of you who aren't watching, first of all, this is why you need to go to YouTube <laughs> and subscribe. YouTube.com slash Found the Basement podcast or Facebook. And you can actually see Pete uh, looking like the he's, guy from uh, Call of Duty circa he's, 2009. He's for the quarantine, quarantine guys. And I'm touching my face. So it's And you're touching over. your face? Dude, I am so bad at that. Can I just be the first one to say that the face touching pro- prohibition, like I'm basically Al Capone. I'm like <laughs> the worst You're offender. bootlegging and all the all the I'm bootlegging face touching face constantly. touching cuz like the quarantine face beard is kind of happening and yeah. like it's all itchy and like plus I just touch my face all the time anyway and it's like it's like when someone yawns and you want to yawn. It's like when someone says don't touch your face you're like Ugh. I, I just have. touch my face all the time. Like somebody opens a window and I'm like, I have allergies. And so I start, you know, scratching random I'm things. touching your face too. It's weird. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, weird is definitely one way to. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of weird, this episode of Attack on Titan this episode is not Attack weird. Dead. No, it's, it's not. Well, let's, let's, I actually cried. Oh, it's yes. Great, like great twice. <laughs> this is a crier episode. We've had a bunch of those so far. It's one of the reasons we enjoy the show. Yeah. All right, let's do a quick recap. So this episode is actually fairly straightforward. To recap. Primal Desires is what it's called. I'm Primal not really Desires. sure why. I, I was not waiting for the primate meaning. anything. No. Nothing to do with primates. Um, anyway, so we, we start off where, where... So the last episode, this wasn't the end of the last episode, but the last time we saw Jean was he was... Uh, his gear was basically... Well, I guess his gear busted. I can't believe really happened. His it, gear busted. His yeah. gear's busted. So he's, uh, and he finds Jammed. himself like kind of in like a storefront. There's a Titan kind of coming up to him and he's like, dang, I dragged everyone down. Like I'm going to die. But then he looks out into the, into the street uh, ahead of him and sees a down soldier who's got some gear that looks like it could work. And he's like, maybe today isn't the day that I die. So, um, that scene actually finally like plays out. And, um, uh, Annie, Marco, Connie, basically all see Jean like running and trying to get his stuff and uh, they do a heroic rescue thing and it's pretty awesome. So they get up to the top of the wall. As soon as they get there, they hear a sound. We see Mikasa where the, everybody's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a, a, a steady earthquake. Mm-hmm. They're all doing the, they're all doing the thing that any, what am I trying to say? Solid snake. Uh, huh? Metal Gear, yeah, exactly. Metal Ba-bing. Gear, yeah. When the guards like find you, huh? They all dun, make that dun, sound. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Also, it's just a typical anime thing when they do that. Like, huh? like they make it. They don't say words. They just go. Huh? There's like a sound coming out of their mouth. Yeah, the American version is um, 
the Jurassic Park standing up and pulling your sunglasses off. Yeah, shaking. Slowly <laughs> as, you, anyway, as you see the, the dinosaur for the first time. The dinosaur in this case is is uh, Aaron. He's got the giant boulder on his shoulders. And it's like, it's all like right. He's like smushing half of his face. He's like, has it kind of like on his shoulder yeah. and his head is on his right shoulder. And it's like smushing his cheek into his shoulder. And Which, he's steaming from everywhere. If he's that heavy. There's like sparks flying off of his body. Up? How did he get up in the first place? Super strength. They bro. didn't bother showing us that part for yeah. a reason. He's apparently. like an ant, you know, more beyond his own body weight. Okay. Uh, beyond the body weight. <laughs> the complete lifting. We're going to have a, we're gonna cool have a fitness that, podcast. And it's going to be, yeah. We're just lifting boulders and, I like the the animation during that part where he's walking with the boulder and there's just steam coming off and sparks flying. I just I don't know. I thought it, it looked really cool. Oh, yeah. And his, his like green eyes are glowing. So he kind of has his little. This is why I do this for freedom, and it's really awesome. We'll get to that. Um, he also has his face back and his hands. He plugs. Yeah. He, yes. He's back and he's whole. He uh, he gets the rock down. He plugs the hole. And everybody cheers and like this is awesome. But then we find out a bunch of people died in order to make this happen. So we see some pretty sick uh, Titan killing action and some pretty sick uh, human killing action, where the Titans get a little a little snack. And uh, and we meet Captain Levi. Well, we've already met Captain Levi, but we meet him in his true in his in final his form, most Levi-ness of all, doing doing the baddest of the bad stuff that he does, which is twirling around and just freaking slaying Titans like it's spinning death. Nobody's. No problem. Um, we kind of learned some information about... Oh, okay, wait. Nope, don't say that. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> once it's all once all the smoke clears and everything's good, like I said, we find out a bunch of people are dead, and then the episode ends with Aaron waking up behind bars and Erwin laying out a plan to get back to the basement. To the basement. And then uh turns out they're just like, hey, yeah, you can join the scouts now if you want. So that's a recap of the episode. Aaron gets that crazy look. <laughs> he gets that crazy look in his eye. Um, why don't we start? Why don't we start back at that scene with Sean? And uh, any any thoughts? Any information? Anything you want to draw the listeners' attention or watchers' attention to? John, cool. Synchronize. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Continue, John. He's cool. He's good ideas. He's, he's being resourceful. You know, he's thinking, I feel like he's thinking not like a selfish dude. Because mm-hmm. he's thinking like, dang, I'm dragging everybody down. He's thinking I'm dragging everybody down. Not like, screw those guys who freaking left me and they mm-hmm. should have done. You know, he's not thinking like a victim. He's thinking like an overcomer. He's like, okay, I'm letting my team down right now. I got to help everybody out. I got to get back on there. And instead of just panicking and freaking out and giving it up and shooting himself in the head like that one guy did. He yep. looks around. What do I? What have I got to work with? Mm-hmm. How can I make something happen? And do what you can with what you have where you are. He's kind of done that uh, already a couple of times, and now he looks over and he sees the ODM gear. He's like, I'm not going to die today. I may not die today. Today might not be the die, day I die. And, um, Saying I think, this won't be the day that I die. This won't be the day that I die. <laughs> that's Thank not you. how it goes, guys. But uh, it's all right. That's, that's John's song, though. I was going to say, I think it's interesting how he's like in the building and the Titan is Seems like he's going to walk away and forget about him because he's like, where did he go? I don't know. And he's just being a dumb Titan and wandering off. And then instead of waiting a little bit longer, John's like, I can't wait. I have to go right now. And because he knows his friends are waiting, I think maybe. I don't know. And then he tries to get the guy's gear. And of course, they're all like, what are you doing? Ah! And the Titan starts to come back. 
because everybody's yelling at him. I'm like, why aren't you people quiet? <laughs> hey, Have you learned my nothing? friend down there. Don't kill him. <laughs> what? Yeah. When there's a giant man-eating zombie walking yeah. around, please don't scream at me. These guys are the worst ninjas ever. Right now. <laughs> In the first episode when the Titans <laughs> first started John dropping around. Them. I'm trying to get this. Just be quiet. Just shh. It, in the very first episode, I was watching with Daniel, and so I felt free to, to meme while while watching. And wow. I was like, they show the Titans like romping around. I was like, don't move. They can't see you if you don't move. <laughs> Just definitely turned out to not be true. But that would have been cool. It, it would have. Then we get Marco buzzing in. Dude, Marco, Connie. I know Marco like saved the, the day. Multiple times. They come in clutch. Yeah. Like, he, like it's one of the cool, one of the enjoyable parts of the show is like the camaraderie between, yeah. like, you know, it's not just like, like a war film or something. It's a little more typical, though. I enjoy that too. This is like in its own. You know, it's in the Attack on Titan world, but they like, they're finally like getting some courage. Like those who survive are like battle hardened. Yeah, they've already got a little bit of grit to them. We're like, oh, we're gonna get out there and be like, we're not letting Sean die. Like, there's, there's both the, uh, you know, the fact that they're now more confident or something, or at least more like bold as soldiers. But then they also have like a bond that would cause them to go take a risk like that. Yeah. And I think that they've seen enough of their friends die, but while being frozen to be like, Nope, I'm going to go do something now. Yeah. I'm going to go. And, and like, like you're saying, like they're a little bit better than just rookies right fresh off the gate, but they're still not great yet because mm-hmm. we see as they're attacking these Titans, none of them are orange. Like them. Connie, Connie is like Connie runs into him, runs into his head. <laughs> I mean, and he, it was an effective maneuver because he stopped the Titan from killing his friend and he got away. And he didn't but get it wasn't Mikasa style. But like, it wasn't like Marco up. just like drops on the ground and runs around like a scared little ant or yeah. mouse or something like and I'm like, bro, if you could have hit him in the face, you could have slashed him with your swords. You have these giant blades stuck to your hands. This is what you trained for, my friend. <laughs> I'm just They're thinking, in his pants, actually. If to attach them, then. this is like circa like 1980, uh, 88, like Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's rated PG, so they have these bladed weapons that they can never use. They never use. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you'll see them kick a guy, and I'm like, you have you a giant a sword in your what hand. What are you doing? If you hit him with your sword, they don't get back up and hunt you down anymore. Uh-huh. I just, you know, yeah. Turns out, yeah. Batman, if you would just kill the Joker. <laughs> He would stop doing yeah, I'm just putting him to you sleep. You know, as a child, I really wanted Batman to just kill the Joker so it, many times. It's interesting. Boy. I feel like many. I had, was disappointed when he would let him go. Look, many guys, a child had that moral dilemma. I'm not. I'm not compassionate. Apparently, okay? I'm a savage. I am a but the Joker. I am a G.K. Chesterton <laughs> follower because he says, uh, you know, men don't fight a war because they hate what's in front of them. It's that they love what's behind them, right? So. So Batman doesn't actually love Gotham enough to kill the Joker. So, Apparently not. So what I'm saying is he was always like, no, I'm never going to kill because I won't stoop to your level. make me the same. No, it won't make you the same. You're killing because you're self-defending everybody. Yeah. You're defending you're everybody. You're saving people from peril. He's killing because he's a narcissistic madman. Like, like, he's big, he's doing it for fun. Maybe you need to be locked in would Arkham you walk Asylum, up to bro. Him, would you walk up well, to clearly Hitler in World he War II and be like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to stoop to your level. the stupidest thing. I don't get it. And if you read Lord of the Rings, there's, a, there's two specific parts in Lord of the Rings. If you remember the movie, no spoilers, but it's been out for like 20 years. <laughs> you, you had better have watched it by now. Uh, they don't kill Sauron after he's betrayed them I and know. murdered or whatever. They don't kill him. They're like, no. They let him he's, go. He's got no power here. I'm like, yes, he does. And in the books, he actually does. He goes to the, 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 the Shire. Yeah. And he actually, I just read the book recently, so I, he, he, he just uses his voice, uses his words 
to uh, to He's, influence much people and to get them to like fight and kill and and a bunch of hobbits die yeah. later on because they there's a good war in didn't the Shire put evil out you didn't stamp out the head of evil and sometimes you need to do that not because you hate them because you love what's behind you and if we're gonna be good protectors good defenders if we're gonna stand up for what we believe in we don't like hey we're gonna let you off in every Disney movie. They never just outright stamp out evil. The scar has to fall himself. And, you know, somebody, uh, what's his name in Tarzan? He has to get, Clayton has to get tangled up in his own vines. And it's like, no, just stomp out evil the second you see it. Give it a fair shake. We're compassionate here. You know, we have laws and rules. (laughs) But just stomp out evil and guess what's going to happen? You're going to save a lot more lives. You drop one bomb in there Hiroshima, definitely has one to be bomb a line in Nagasaki, somewhere. and you save a lot of lives. And obviously, we mourn for all the deaths, but those deaths were not caused because people chose to drop bombs. They were caused by people who rose up in fascism and tyranny in order to attack the entire world. So, so basically, this podcast is also a class in ethics, if you didn't know, <laughs> which is necessary while watching this show because they get in ethical dilemmas like this all the all time. The time. Like, True story. Like literally all the time. We are definitely uh, rabbit trail walking people. I, would I say feel like this is all they're connected. It's relevant. It's no, part of I'm not plan. saying it's a rabbit trail that's not connected to the trail. Oh, it's relevant. I'm just saying it's a fun little side adventure. So John running out there, yep, causes Marco and Connie, who just got out. John saved their bacon. Yes, mm-hmm. they turn around and go to save his bacon, which mm-hmm. is always frustrating. You're like, I'm trying to save your life. No, I'm gonna save your life. Like, okay, if we both die, <laughs> okay, we both- I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> then whose fault is it? And yeah. then Annie, who's always like. I hate everybody, and I'm only out here for she myself. Acts hard. Actually, jumps in there and yeah. also participates so in everyone's the in on bacon this rescue saving. effort. They they get uh they get halfway out to the kind of outcropping of the wall. Everyone's okay. They all mm-hmm. kind of made they it. make it. Uh, John by the skin of his teeth because his trigger was Literally. super stiff. <laughs> and they get up there and they hear the the Jurassic Park footsteps. <laughs> Yes. And they look over the brontosaurus like, footsteps. Like, except nature oh my God, finds what, a way. What? And then, sure enough, Aaron is over here. Just do you even lift, bro? Like, do you even Scott, lift? Scott, he he, uh, Armin's speech caused him to wake up. He did. He went from primal thinking only to no. I have a higher intellect, and I'm going to use my reasoning skills to yeah. come up with a strategy. And we actually hear him with an internal dialogue, like as if he's pretty conscious. Being a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He's like there. He's now. Not just a Titan that's sort of like Aaron. He's now Aaron with Titan powers. Which is And he's awesome. kind of having a strange flashback to his, like, you know, weird dream that he was the having. The dream state he was just in where Armin's yeah, where, like... If, yeah. I mean, it was real, but it also wasn't real because Armin was actually saying those things to him. So he's oh. remembering what Armin said and then what his answers were, yeah, which Armin didn't hear. But anyway. Him carrying the boulder <laughs> then... Everyone see all, all Mikasa, of it. I, I kind of liked how when Mikasa sees him, like she gets tears in her eyes. She's mm-hmm. like, Aaron. He's doing it. Yeah. So everyone sees him. They're like, wait a second. A, a minute ago, this plan was a, a horrible fail. A bunch of people died for no reason. Mm-hmm. And humanity is just going to lose again. Like we've always lost. Yep. But all of a sudden, there's but a glimmer Ian, you know, of hope. stood by him anyway. And he was like, right. this is our only plan. We're going to stick with it and hope for the best. And mm-hmm. then. That gamble pays off they big time. in their heart of hearts. And, and you kind of see him realize it, like zooms in on Ian's face and he's like, yeah. And okay, he's, let's defend him on. to the last yeah. man. Let's go. Yeah. He says game on, which is like, gotta be one of the best. Like, that's a pretty sad show is full of satisfying moments. Like that's a, that, that for me, that's a pretty satisfying moment because, because you kind of know it's coming. There's a lot of things in the show that they throw you for, for, you know, throw you for a loop. But in this, this instance, like, you know, it's coming, but like, 
and what in a way that actually makes it like all the sweeter to be like oh he did he did he like, did he the right it together, thing like, and he got to pull armin that had the courage to jump in at that you know and be like mikasa go do your thing like i'm gonna give him the freaking pep pep talk of a lifetime and mm-hmm. it's you know it, it all starts to actually work out and, and so armin actually pops in right when they see the boulder thing happening uh armin was the one who pops in and actually says like no aaron's now determined to see it through yeah taking no credit for himself by the way he doesn't like be like well, I gave him a great speech, yeah. and now he reconsidered. I stabbed him in the shoulder and gave him a pep talk, and now we're good. Like all good friends do. Got to <laughs> yeah. give him the old stabby, stabby, speechy, speechy, and we're no, back on track. No no humble brags here. Just pure Armin saying, you know what? It's to Aaron's credit, which is but which is great. The good news is, once we know once Aaron has something in his mind, he like puts 100% of he himself He has that in, unnatural right? determination. Mm-hmm. Yes, that indomitable mm-hmm. will. So because they're like, hey, it's Aaron in there now, and he's going to go do this thing. They're like, we're in. We're 100% in. We got to go back in. Defend him to the last man. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody near him. They put Aaron and uh, so Mikasa and Armin on like personal escort detail. Yeah. Is it Ian who says Ian, yeah. He said, no, Ian it was Ian. Ian says, you two go Pixis, And go he's like, with... oh, look. You know, I'm pretty sure they show him at least once during this They scene. show him when the goes up. Yeah. That's when they show Pixis. Okay. Well, at any rate. But anyway, Ian. Ian yeah, Ian tells Mikasa and... Uh, Armin to escort him to the. Yeah. He's like, that's an order, yeah. and he sends back everybody again. else mm-hmm. out to keep the Titans away. Yeah, and they all have something now, like really tangible to fight for. Like their actions now really matter. And before, you know, that the kind of the 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 hope was there, but now they they can see that hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes all it takes is just you being able to see or visualize the light at the end of the tunnel, the hope that you can see, you know, if we can just hold out for this much, if we can just get to this, you know, hill, if we can just capture this point, all of a sudden you see that point come into, come into, into view and it just changes your whole perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's all they need. And they're like, let's do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fugando, you know, and they just say, <laughs> lifting up a rock of hope. Yeah. Lifting up a rock of hope. So Amen. then we get into that's a pretty what cool. That's it should have been called. Damn right. It. That would have been a better episode. Name. That would have been a what better about wings of freedom. Wings that of Freedom would have been a great been episode perfect. name, but yeah. it, wait, I think there may actually be an, an episode, episode that on. has that in there. Mm, mm, we'll find we'll out. Find we'll have out. to go through. I, my brain is something triggered when you said that. Anyway, um, so we get to we, so we see Aaron carrying it and the on the wonder and so on and so forth, and they send the they send the troops back out there. Like everybody plans back on like get it back out there, defend him to the last man, and you get this one of the many like great action scenes. I feel like a lot of the action scenes in this show are done really well because because they're not too long mm-hmm. right it, it, there's really they, they strike the balance for the most part where you don't spend too much kind of downtime just with dialogue or like getting information and you also don't spend like hours in like the same like fight you know dragon ball z that it's famous famous and anime famous for i want to say it's probably even the it's like somewhere third season or something like that it's like a little ways into the show and there, and I remember as a kid, I was like ten watching this, and they are like three or four episodes deep of what of Goku or whatever, and he's still charging this like ability that he's going to launch out, and then like every episode for literally like four episodes straight, they keep cutting back to Goku, they like there's dialogue like happening, and then idea. his friends over here, and then this thing happening, here, and they cut back to Goku, and he's like. It's like that same thing. And they cut back to it over and over, and this one for this one, he's like charging his. <laughs> whatever energy bomb thing or whatever. And then like he finally launches it and you're like, okay, you kind of, you kind of built it so hard for so long. Like I'm not even excited. It could like, never I just, have been fully <laughs> yeah, satisfying. Exactly. Like there's been too much hype here. 
Anyway, I feel like they do a good job of the show of not drawing things out in any one, like not spending too much time anywhere, but this fight scenes in particular, like really well animated. Uh, and it's not just about the action. You're feeling the emotion of the action mm-hmm. as it's happening. Cause yeah. in this scene, we're getting some kind of like sweet, you know, some kind of cool moments where the, where, you know, we got these rookies and we've got people running around on the ground, like out there, like, no, we're going to, if we have to die for this right now, we'll die for this right now because yeah. this is for the sake of humanity. And so Aaron's carrying the boulder and you watch like, you know, Mikasa and, and Armin go down on the ground in front of him and he's yeah. like, what are you doing? You're going to die. Like yeah. in his head. That's where we see he's like kind of like fully. Like, you realize he is actually seeing them and realizing who they are. And he's not in a trance at all anymore. And doesn't want to beat up Mikasa. He doesn't, he doesn't want to punch Mikasa through he just a roof. drops the rock on yeah. her. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> yeah. So while this is I happening, remember. everyone snaps to order and everyone's, um, you know, trying to do their best. But. This Aaron walking in with this boulder also draws the ire of all the other Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the Titans all Which of a sudden take turn around that. and they start to actually go after Aaron. You're like, mm-hmm. So that's when the three guys are running, running yeah. after the Titans. Yeah. So and Ian's like, what are you doing? There's a the, bunch the, of guys who've been stationed to try to uh, remember their, their plan was to try to keep all the Titans attention and to keep them over into one corner. So mm. Aaron could have room to maneuver. But because all of a sudden these Titans they hear something, they see something, who knows what it is, maybe they smell it, they turn around and all of them yeah. begin to walk away from also the still, diversion. There were Titans some that had gate. come in the gate There too. is coming in the gate. So they're kind of coming from both sides. So um, some of the garrison guys are like, Ooh, it's our job to like stop him and, and distract him. So they run after these guys yelling and screaming. And it's unclear whether it's the, the specific words they say. We've had a little debate about say, this already. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the specific <laughs> words they say or if it's just they're yelling and screaming and the mm-hmm. guys are getting close. But the Titans, some of them, as they're being taunted, turn around. These guys, they use forward slash taunt. They, they, <laughs> had, they got the, caught the aggro. They lost the aggro for a second, mm-hmm. but they use forward slash taunt. And, they, and two of the Titans of the four turn around and they're like, oh, crap. I mean, awesome. I mean, yeah, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. And so... We know that there's, there's some. It's a bearded thing. dude who kind of resisted Ian's orders. Yeah. Him and Rico, yeah. the two, they were kind of like, no, this is like. He's like, I'm going to cut gonna your head out. off, you bloody bleepity bleeper. And then the, the, they stop and turn. Like every bully in school, when you like blurt out something <laughs> that you're a little too big Classic. for your britches to say. Yeah, yeah. And then the bully's like, you write and then you crap your pants. <laughs> you just call me chicken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Fly. Yeah, so these guys, a uh, couple, so they're, they're drawing, drawing aggro on a couple of these Titans and they're trying to do their best to help. Yeah, which there's some interesting, be paying attention to this part because this discussion that goes on for many, many, uh, many a season of Tekken Titan is these, these Titans who at this point we think are not like Aaron, they must, they must not be. They don't seem to have the same intelligence as Aaron. They don't seem to have the same intelligence or, or abilities as, as the, the Colossal Titan or the Armored Titan. These Titans, like, we had that one episode where they went through class and they sort of discussed, you know, their motivations and mm-hmm. that they eat and that they like they actually talk about it again in this episode that they don't oh, digest the primal and, desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they the kind of just desire. are like driven. They're they're zombie esque in a way, but there's definitely and you I'm sure you've noticed this, but there's something very like human about them as well. Mm-hmm. What can they understand? They don't have any vocalized form of communication with each other. It seems like right. they mentioned. But can they communicate in another way? Telepathic. Yeah, they haven't they been heard mind? speaking to one another, but they do scream now. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do make sound, and so in this so particular they have vocal instance, cords. they like shout at them, and they've been shouting at them. But that's when they say, you know, we'll shove it up your, we'll take these blades and shove them up your butt. That's when the Titans turn around. Yeah. And so is a coincidence. We, this is a theory, not not a spoiler, by the way. Like. 
are they? It seems like they might understand language and have an ego of some sort that has been provoked by that statement. Sure. Yeah. It's certainly possible. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and then which, the would, thing? which would suggest they are not actually mindless zombies. They do, in fact, have oh, a mind. That was the other thing, too, is that, yeah, there is, um, they seem to be extra drawn to Aaron, which was kind of the case the first time he transformed yeah. as well, when he was yeah. up there just destroying, the, like, going just ape on everybody. And uh, same thing. They were sort of, like, extra, like, drawn to him, or so it seemed. Not entirely, but there's certainly, like, a... They'll They're ignore. drawn to him as much as humans, yeah, as if he humans. is a big concentration of humans. Yes, or so it seems. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that, but you were making a point. I was just kind of bringing us along. Okay. The next uh, okay. scene is Aaron's dialogue, I think Aaron mentions that, that is somewhere in there that he feels like the boulder's breaking him in half. Yeah, mm-hmm. he feels like he's... And but he's, then he's, he, he's that's steaming. when he does his speech about... He's the, tight and sweating. ...the lava rivers and all that stuff. Yes, yeah. Yeah. which is great. So... Yeah, this uh, this little internal he remembers the dream of his ch- dreams of his childhood is what I put in my notes. This internal speech is happening, yeah, in parallel with the action I was just talking about, where you see the troops on the ground are getting like snatched up. People are getting eaten. People are getting eaten. People are getting and and one of them, very sadly, at the end of this speech is Ian. He's actually he like, rips a cadet out of the Titan's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like he's he jumps into the and pulls him out, and then he gets eaten. Yep. And unlike Aaron. I don't think he's coming back because his head comes off. It's a little. <laughs> they yeah. very, very graphically show you Ian get his head bit but off. We see, Literally. We see the price. It's very sad. I, I actually pay, cried. Which is everything. They're willing to pay everything they have to get one victory on these And Titans. he did keep saying that. He said, we're expendable. You, me, all of us. Right. Yeah. And they backed it up. And yeah, so the backdrop of this speech is, which is really moving, really awesome is, um, you know, Aaron carrying this boulder, right? Thinking in his heart, in his mind, in his deep, you know, heart of hearts, he's thinking like these thoughts. But we also see these cadets paying their price and dying and being snatched up. But you might as well have an American flag behind <laughs> right. yeah, Aaron he's as like, he's we giving were the born. speech. Yeah. Starts off with, we were born free. We were all born free, dude. It's too good. It's too true. Some some try and take it. Some try and, 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 and twist it or whatever. Um What's his to name? hell with them. Yeah, to hell with them. And when he says that, he he flashes back to the uh, child traffickers who yeah. are trying to, in, 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 mm-hmm. a, in a society that's being oppressed by titans, right? Everyone's trying to live peacefully and there's still wickedness within the walls. People well, are attacking demons, one yeah. another, right? Call, yeah, call them demons. Um, he flashes back to these guys and he flashes back to him, like killing this guy. And the reason he was able to kill this guy is not because... You know, hates this guy or whatever. Like he's, he was a demon. He wasn't a man. He 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 stopped. He was a monster. He's yeah. a monster. He stopped caring for everybody else and only cared for himself he, enough to torture and you know molest or whatever these these young kids, these girls, and sell them like sell cattle, them slaves. Right in the midst of this, and uh, and he's saying those people who um, want to take away your freedom to hell with them. Like I'll do anything I can to protect that. So then he he so he's. He's saying this, and we're actually watching two things. We're watching soldiers getting, we're watching successes and failures of the the scouts that are trying to defend Aaron. Because some of them are, you know, pulling Mikasa moments, like killing Titans and doing good stuff. And then some of them are like, yeah, I'm getting wrecked right now. And then that backdrop sets up his next line, which is um, oceans like rivers of lava, oceans like fire, uh, ice on mountains. Lay your eyes on that, and you'll know what freedom is. That is worth that is worth fighting uh, for. And 
he talks about fight, you know, fight, fight to love, fight for what you love. Oh yeah. Risk it all for freedom. Again, I can just see the bald eagle soaring in the background, you know, and the American flag off of his back. Exactly. And he's like, fight for freedom. Like there's something forever waves of that specific, you know, oceans like fire and, you know, mountains full of ice and rivers a lot. Like, He's just describing nature, and you can go watch any of that in a documentary. But I swear on my life, there there is there is something inside the human soul. This is why people love to go hike and get out in nature and so on and so forth. If you don't do this, you need to. Next time you go outside, look look at a freaking tree. Look at look outside and put your dang phone down for a second and let your mind wander just for a moment on what it is that you're looking at, mm-hmm. and your you will connect. With what for this with what freedom is right there. Yep. There's just something. Not everything is explainable through science, and not everything that I'm about to tell you is can be chalked up to sentimentality because it is just true. Why do human? Why do we love music? Why do we love the thing? Like why do we love nature? Why do we love love? Like why do we why love do we it when two other food? Two, yeah, why do we flavor our food? Why do we watch? Why do we love watching? You know, our, why do we love falling in love ourselves and watching other people fall in love? There's all these things that are that are mysterious and are explained by something other than friggin' science. Okay, science is great. I love science, but there's some things that are beyond that, and there's something deeper in the human heart. And he like hits that right here, and that's just a God. That's anyway. Yeah. Fight for it's fight moving. for what you love. We say we say freedom it's, is worth fighting. For. We say it's American because of course we were founded on liberty, mm. sons of liberty. Like, People actually fought freedom that. is a huge value that all Americans have instilled in them twice yes, in but, their bone marrow. But like Eric's saying, this is not specific to America. This is for all people, anybody. right? Anybody where there's tyranny, right? The, um, the Scottish, right? Fighting against English in, in the midst of tyranny, you know, William Fight Wallace. For freedom. Freedom. Right. That's his cry, right? You got, mm-hmm. you can go back to, to movies like gladiator, right? When these slaves are trying to fight to be free, right? Mm-hmm. There's Even a reason, Gandhi. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why all those movies resonate did great is because they resonate to a deeper truth right something that transcends kind of our just oh, look, typical day-to-day. primal desire <laughs> our desire i know to be free. A bad episode i'm starting we're to get all it born free all of us right yeah and that is Wings why of freedom still would have been good yeah. that's why we want to fight we want to liberate we want to protect we want to defend mm-hmm. we want everyone to be free because that's you were born free it's your uh yeah, like aaron said it's your birthright you know dang yeah, that's the desire. See, that's the primal desire right that's there. We the figured it desire. out. Okay. Yay! All right. Not everybody. It, maybe everybody has it. I think we all like actually long for it, like in our heart of hearts. But it is it is uncommon to find somebody like Aaron who sees the inherent value in freedom. Period. Mm-hmm. Because Aaron at this point actually understands some of the nuance, some of the moral nuance, the philosophy around this. He got comment has commented already, which is that no matter he says it, no matter how uh cruel the world he said no matter how no matter how cruel no matter how unjust um it's it's worth fighting for and i'm gonna fight fight tatake tatake right he starts dropping that line and he's he this is the most nuanced ethical moral like point i've ever seen probably in almost any show because he's he's hitting it exactly right here which is freedom for people to be free to decide for themselves to go where they please that is an important enough that no matter how like disgusting the world looks, no matter, you know, he and Aaron's seen a bunch of crap. He's seen a bunch of crap. Both of his parents are dead. Well, missing and or dead. Well, for sure, dead. one of them is dead. For sure, one of them is dead. So I kill in front eaten. of him. 
the whole trauma with the with Mikasa and her child that we've seen, like Aaron has been through the suffering that is in this world Plague, and has watched starvation. it. He has just recently been the target of like a really of an unjust. They were like, yeah, we're gonna freaking kill him. Remember, they're gonna kill the three of Mikasa and Armin and. They were going to blast all three of these They're teenagers. They're just going to blow them away with a cannon. With he cannon. Was like, no, with no cannon. trial. And he was like, no, I'm on your side. And they're like, we're going to kill you anyway. Like, he has seen the worst of humanity. Mm-hmm. And we, even the show, have seen some of the worst of humanity. And and yet. There's still something worth fighting for. Yeah. there's The the freedom, even of those people, is worth. Even though those people are in, in the world, even though injustice like that exists in this world, we should not be behind these walls. Yeah, we don't give in to that injustice by giving up. Right. We stand against the justice and we, we purport a different um, conclusion that there's something better out there. Yeah. So we're going to fight against that. And we're not just going to fight against the injustice. We're going to impose the justice and we're going to make a, a more freer and a, and a better society, a more righteous society for everybody. God bless America. Fight so is love. this when Rico flies in and... Yeah, ri- risk it all. Um Risk it all. Risk it all for freedom. For freedom. Doesn't matter how cruel and just. Doesn't matter what's outside the walls or what comes in, which is important mm-hmm. because everyone's like, oh, outside the walls. Oh, oh, oh. Scary, it's scary, like, scary. It doesn't matter what's out there. It doesn't matter what comes in. Fight for freedom. Tatake. Like, do what you mm-hmm. can. Dude, it is like, I'm sorry, but if you watch the the uh, the dubbed uh, version, you got to watch this. The voice acting of the, the Japanese actors is so good. Sub. It's so compelling in the, in the sub version right here, especially because like, we now know what Tatake means, right? <laughs> when he when he started saying Tatake, that's yeah. what I was like. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's the moment that you're like because that's when <laughs> heads are rolling and feels. he's like, "No, fight, fight yeah. for freedom," and you're and like, his, his, yes. The vision is cycling, and he's thinking about all these. He's, he's seeing where his mom got eaten. He's seeing mm-hmm. where this these child sex traffickers guys came in. He stabbed him. He's seeing where you know, the, all the people died. He's seeing all of his friends around him, and all he can do with everything he has is lay his life down to carry this boulder and put this one boulder in, so he made it and get one victory. And the only thing standing in front of him is one more stupid Titan mm-hmm. right in front of him, right smack dab in his way. And you could tell, like, I was kind of hoping he'd, like, King Leonidas and just, like, kick him right in the chest. But kick he's, him back he's, out to the hole. he would roll the boulder <laughs> onto him it. and just, like, let it cr- cr- crush the Titan and plug the hole. But yeah. he was a little far at this point. So it's too heavy for him to do anything. So he's kind of screwed. But luckily, he's got his bodyguards there. He's got uh, Armin and Mikasa. Mm-hmm. Um, Armin's like, oh, no, there's another one. And Mikasa's like, I got this. I'm Mikasa. Have you seen me, right? Have you seen me? She goes, and Rico flies in from the side and, like, stabs him in the eyes. Like, ah! She, and she's yeah, screaming. Blinds. And as she's screaming, we kind of, like, I don't know. I imagine exactly what she said earlier. A lot of my friends have died because mm-hmm. of what we're doing yeah, right now. Make this worth it. Make it make it worth it. And so here she is, like, I'm She probably to just embody. saw Ian get eaten, and I'm they were em- friends. I'm going to embody what I feel by murdering this Titan's eye, and as much as I can, I'm going to stab him in the face because it's like, you guys have cost me everything. I'm going to fight to my very last breath. She stabs him in the eye. Mikasa, like, Goes rolls around. Goes in for the, the orange slice. Just gets the orange Whoosh. slice by hitting him in the back, whips up, and in the very last moment, Aaron... Crushes the boulder. Plugs the boulder. And then I love that as he's getting closer, Armin is like, oh, like he knows it's going to happen, but he's still like, it's I'm hard to so, believe. Yeah. I can't believe it's what? Yeah. I yeah. believe it's not better. This um, is a great bill. This is 11 episodes <laughs> of something that you never even knew you wanted so badly. And when you see it and you're hoping in your heart of hearts for this to happen, don't you just hope in your heart and of hearts? He's like, go! <laughs> and go! It, yeah, they all, like, Armin's the like, go! Right as that happened, man, it slammed the it boulder slams. down. And you're like, 
Dude, I screamed both times I saw it. I was like, "Yes!" And and that's so the the next shot, like they let you enjoy that moment for a second, and like the next shot is this like is like a very like gentle like pan down to 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 Rico with like a tear streaming down her face. Sacrifices aren't in vain. Today we made history, and she's like they had kind of flashed like some bodies or whatever. Ian or whatever just died like. Yeah, and then she she's like yellow smoke. She they shoots. get to shoot the yellow smoke for the first time for the first in time humanity's ever, yeah. history, right? Yeah. We did something good. She shoots the yellow smoke, which means victory, right? The and mission then, was a success, and that's when you cut to Pixis. Cuts back to Pixis, and, and, the and you see his this face. Belongs to for the first time, you see emotion in Pixis's face for like half a second. Yeah. He like Everyone, smiles a little more deeply. Everyone's kind of like, "Oh, yellow smoke," and he says, "Yeah, this, this day belongs to humanity today." Uh, this or we have made history. Mm-hmm. This and mission they, is a success. Go get those guys out of it. Yeah, he's like, all right, bring the elite, elite squad. Yeah, bring home. the elite squad home. Yeah, like send them out there. Go get. Go go rescue them. So then it cuts to um, it cuts to like a like a bird's eye view type of thing or whatever. And it says, uh, or no, sorry, it cuts first. It cuts to the um, informational little informational thing. And it says the Titans first appeared according to our records 107 years ago. Um, and they ate most of humanity, which yeah. I think we kind of already know that. But like these, I missed all of these the mm-hmm. first time through. So as I've gone back and watched them, I'm like, oh, there's actually some juicy little tidbits of info. I was ignoring them. Well, they go I'll by so fast. Honest. Even when, like, I don't think we started pausing the first time through until like a little bit after this yeah, episode. It, it seemed like we just ignored them. It seemed like whatever they were telling us, this little information it's brackets. Like re- it's almost like a recap. They were either going to tell us in the episode or they're going to recap. But mm-hmm. some of it they don't, and some of it they do. But I feel like doesn't matter even if you looked at them, you probably still wouldn't be able to kind of like, they're pieces that don't fit any any spot. All the breadcrumbs right yeah. are just thrown willy-nilly. So so then they cut back to Aaron. Um, uh, he's at the wall and he's kind of like, he's downed, obviously. He's like, he's it all. And, and Armin his is trying to pull. Crumpled. Yeah, he's, his, his Titan body is kind of crumpled over the rock. And Armin's up there trying to pull him out. And... Um, Rico's like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's like, what the, you know, basically, what are you doing? Because there's actually still Titans around. Titans They're everywhere. not totally out of danger just yet. In fact, two are walking up on them right now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so Mikasa gets up there trying to pull him out. So the Mikasa and I return to pull him out. And Rico's like, what are you doing? Like, we have to pull him out. And I actually really love this because, again, there's just a display of different personalities. This is a good leader personality. She's, mm-hmm. uh, Mikasa's like, or uh, Rico says, we have to cut him loose. Mikasa's like, what? Like, you don't know, what, you don't you're know doing. what's going to do to him. And she doesn't actually wait for her or explain herself. She just cuts him loose. Because like, yep. there is no, this is a, this is a leader who doesn't freeze. This is somebody who goes, no, we need to act and we'll figure it out like as we go. But this is the plan for right now. And I love that. There More are Titans coming way. on our butt. They're up our butts practically. People may not like your decision, but at least you made one. Um, but they're all in no shape really to turn around and yeah, fight these they titans. can't fight two of them there's just three well, yeah, of them once, they, once she cuts him loose they kind of like fall backwards because he's heavy mm-hmm. and the shadow, he's got all of his gear on the shadow over, overlooks him right as they like fall back and they turn around and oh no a couple of hungry titans and one's got this huge like hanging he's like, jaw he's been to the all you can eat buffet and he's still he hungry. broke his jaw trying Dude. to eat a jawbreaker yeah <laughs> then then the whirlwind bro yeah. then whoosh, the whirlwind whoosh. shows up all I put in my note was Levi with like six exclamation points. So Captain Levi's back. We see Captain Levi, who I appreciate as a man who's not of particularly large stature myself. <laughs> I, I tend to think that it is indeed Dynamite comes Asian. in a, he's Asian. He is. I'm uh 
a little bit Asian, believe it or not, if you're watching this show, it's actually true. I'm a small bit Asian myself. And uh, dynamite comes in a small package. Let's just let's just put it that there way. Um, many many more scenes like this to come. But like, there's a, one one like you know golden rule of anime is you need to have like some badassery of of this order in order to make the show like good mm-hmm. enough for people to watch and be like, yeah, that was so sick, bro. Like <laughs> this is that was the so sick, bro. Like Levi is that character, so just enjoy. And there's there's more of this to come. So he comes and slices up both those titans pretty much. Just he does it with such finesse. It's yeah. like art. Gg easy in the chat yeah. afterwards. He yeah. just does. Whoosh, whoosh, and he's like, anyone wants some orange slices? And you're like. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, Levi. so Aaron starts to come too, and we haven't seen Levi's face at this point yet. He, he he's, he's in the like, shadow. He's, he's like, like on top of the Titan body, you know, kind of standing victoriously. Like cool guys don't look at explosions. And Aaron starts to come too, and like is all days and looks up and sees uh, the cape, the scouts, Levi's cape. The scouts are back, kind of in the wind. Substitute American flag here, and he says, "The wings, the wings of, freedom. of freedom." Yeah, dude. Who is that? That logo is like those wings. The wings, and they stand for freedom to be able to go out outside the wall. I actually love this because it's like so epic. And then he's like, who is that? And then he turns around and he goes, now this is the part where you tell me what the hell is going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell I'm looking at? Because he's looking at Aaron's deceased titan, titan corpse, body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they just pulled Aaron out of it, and he's like a skeleton for him and whatnot. God, because the scouts don't know. Yeah, no, they just got back. Knows. Nobody knows o- what's going garrison, on. Only the garrison unit that was stationed who was at there Trost. presently. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Um, so the scouts are the back. narrator lady cuts in. Yeah. yeah. The scouts are back. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Cause they're actually the only ones who are good fighters. Mm-hmm. The garrison's elite units are, are, eh. are they're pretty are, great are good. They're better, but not compared to the scouts, That's the scouts it. who actually have combat experience. Well, I mean, the scouts Ian who did actually get eaten, go out. So. Yeah, and 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 they we learned that they sustained a ton of casualties. They they sustained at least two hundred and seven casualties. People are killed during the battle for Tros. Yeah, eight hundred ninety-seven yeah. uh, wounded. Yeah. yeah, so it's really heavily heavy casualties. That's a, that's a casualties. thousand people. It's a thousand people, but it's not just a thousand people. Because I was thinking about the sacrifices um, where they all ran out to try to go retake Trost or whatever. They lost like hundred thousand people yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, this is a thousand fighters. There's a thousand soldiers, military yeah. soldiers, actually Trade. people who are useful for yeah. fighting against Titans before all those losses were just anybody, right? Uh-huh. Which obviously we mourn the, the passing, but these guys are actually the ones who can help, who can stop the Titans, who can get victories. You lose a thousand of them on this day. So they said, even though humanity has first great victory, the losses were too great to yeah. really celebrate. So the yeah. scouts, between the scouts and the garrison and stuff like that, they says they took them basically the days of cannon attack. fire yeah. too. Because remember that crowd of Titans was up against a wall. I right? love that though. They like show the cannons just pointed straight down yeah. and they're just like... <laughs> it's just constant like barrage of fire. So they're able to essentially rid... Because there's Titans in Trost right now. They aren't through the main wall, but they're in the alcove city. Yeah, they've cut <coughs> off the supply, but they got to take care of the ones inside. Yeah, they have to kill. Yeah, they, yeah. So they kill the ones inside, and they also mentioned that during this, they're able to capture alive two Titans, mm-hmm. a four meter and a seven meter Titan, essentially for research, which is a pretty big deal because of this point, they've never been able to do that. Before. Yeah, no, they yeah, capture and subdue them. Yeah, and now you've got a chance to do some homework, and those that those Titan. Just remember that that will become important. There's a so many. Na- now. I noticed in one of the Titans, there was just like giant nails through his leg. Just they just nailed him to the ground. Yeah, apparently they don't really feel pain. Yeah, and there was like 27 ropes on both of their necks, and Zombie-esque. they were just like, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do to contain a Titan. So speaking of mourning. Our next scene is one of the more tragic ones. We've been trying to call attention to Marco in this show because Marco's an underplayed character and 
I think for all of us, it, it, there's a lot of lot going on in each episode, and it's sort of hard to keep track of different people, specifically of sort of these side characters, one of whom is Marco. He's actually a great guy. And here we see Marco's corpse, and, and it's Jean who sees his corpse. No. There, there's a bunch of bodies lined up on the street, mm-hmm. and They're there's trying to ashes. For the there's dead. also ashes falling from this guy, and they there have must be the dead. they have masks on. It was the quarantine. They're burning John. the yeah, Titan. John, they're they got the they're burning the Titan vomit, I think, too. But yeah. anyway, um, so they're all, they're kind of on medical duty after they, a battle, which post, is yeah, post the battle. Least they're trying part. to identify the bodies and and figure out who, so that they can account for the missing people. Yeah. So he sees Marco and 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 freaks and it's like he didn't see him die i was like oh my gosh this is horrible and a nurse walks yeah, up he's and like, is like that can you tell me his name marco? and he's like no. still yeah. in this like shock or whatever the moment yeah. he's like marco he's like he's not the kind of guy and he he says he actually says here um i you know i was wondering where he was he goes no somebody saw it somebody had to have seen him someone knows how he went out because so we d- we actually didn't see it happen right so in the midst of that last little like you know, the flurry. last time we saw Marco, he was saving Jean. Yeah, mm-hmm. on top of the wall, yeah. they were buddies. Everything was fine. Now, a hectic battle just took place. Right from then to now, so who knows what the frick? But worth mentioning, Marco is a great guy, and he's now dead. And he, yeah, Gene's kind of in this like John's kind of in this like, uh, my friend, no, my friend, and she's like, can you tell me his name? You're like, bro, have some sympathy. He just mm-hmm. found his friend. One of his good friends is dead, mm-hmm. and um, she says she makes a good point though. She, she says does. we can lament after we've cleaned up. She says we don't have time for this right now. There's going to be a second crisis if we don't do our job, and yeah, a secondary. The crisis. time for mourning is later again. Yeah. So real because she talks about like if the dead will like spread spread disease. Like we need to like prevent a secondary crisis. You can mourn when like, your job's done. Dang, yeah, yeah that's that's, that's that was the actual line. But the it's it's important in this moment that we also realize and remember that. I've heard that a lot of times. I rarely see it done. I feel like everybody either mourns as soon as the thing happens and freaks out and goes into shock and like loses their mind. Yeah. Or they say, we can mourn when you know they're done. And then they have and a 20-year drinking mourn. problem. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, never okay, mourn. we actually in the West are pretty bad at this. Other cultures have this way better than us. And this is you know, one of the few things where we had to take a lesson to the rest of the world. We got to look at them and say, hey, yeah. what can mm-hmm. we learn? We were doing this really wrong. Look at like Vietnam. Look at the uh, Korean War. Look at some of the reception where you know world war ii was like we're all in this together mm-hmm. we're all fighting you know we can do this like we're against the whole world and then in vietnam like the whole world definitely wasn't united and not even our country was very united in, in terms of why we were you know fighting what we were fighting and you know there's a lot of debate on that but the point is we didn't treat our veterans the way we should have treated our veterans we didn't come back and say hey i know you didn't choose to go fight this war you got drafted i know that you didn't want to go kill people but guess what i'm gonna support you we're gonna love you we're gonna try to give you a job we're trying to give you counseling so many people came back shell-shocked and to a yeah. society that hated them and that's man this is the worst thing to ask a you know country for your young and for your you know uh your young soldiers to go lay your life down and then to spit in their faces when they come back obviously caused a ton of problems it's an atrocity. so we have to figure out as a society when a terrible tragedy happens, some would say like this coronavirus, how we do our jobs, we do what we can, and then we also find a healthy way yeah. to mourn. We find a community, we find support groups, we talk to about it, we pray, we worship, we we you know do what you have to do, but like don't do it alone. Don't develop an opioid or drinking problem. Don't we shove don't it down and, and try to not Let's feel. Let's find a time to mourn. It's okay to not be okay for a little bit. Tell your friends, tell your people, email us if you need help, because this is a real serious issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even 
just, you know, tons of people are losing their jobs right now. Tons of people are losing yeah. jobs. Tons of people are losing livelihoods. Tons of people are losing their losing their lives, losing grandparents, things like that. So legit is is yeah, like you said, it's an, it's a problem in in the West and in America that we don't have it's not that we don't have compassion on people who are experiencing like uh trauma. It's just that we don't um we kind of in our ambition or in our like no, our optimism or something like that, we kind of as a culture choose to sort of overlook. We don't take like a designated like time of mourning, specifically when people die. But just tragedy in general, not good. It's not mm-hmm. good. Like in your heart, like there does need to be that period where, uh, like it's like anything. Any event happens. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. The reason we say mm-hmm. that is because we're able to process things emotionally. We're able to process things scientifically, mm-hmm. like data after they've happened. That's when we can take that in. But that's very true for every human emotionally. And like I love that they kind of yeah they're touching on that in this in this show even, which is yeah. anyway deep points. It's really good. So, Titan vomit. Titan vomit. Yeah, this that, is a weird scene. That's that's happening kind of like they're cutting back and forth between mm-hmm. the Marco scene and then, uh, is it Sasha and Marco? Not Marco. Sasha I mean, uh, Connie. It's Sasha and yeah. Connie and some other randos. I don't know who they are. And they see. And there's this big the blob of down. like red something. It's huge. It's like almost the size of that boulder. It seems, and it's got this like yellow stuff stuck to the side it of the building and you can see like a bodies a face and an arm and like a knee and stuff and uh-huh. and sasha's like what is this you know and then they explain it's tight and vomit and yeah because they, they, they don't tract. have a digestive tract they, just, they have a stomach we've seen that but it seems like nutrients. the stomach doesn't go anywhere uh-huh. <laughs> they'll eat you for nutrients they eat you because they want to so once yeah. they get full they just vomit they back up throw up this ball of like partially human digested human bits so they can go eat some more and so they have to cut into this thing try to identify binge, the bodies binge and purge yeah so they all have knives and they have gloves up to their shoulders and like, yeah and all I these just, Jurassic Park moments because it, it's true it's true it's, it's like the poop it's, it's like the episode. giant mound of crap where she uh-huh. like digs in with both hands but That's I gotta say one big it's pile not of crap. it's flesh this has gotta be another really real moment where okay you've won the victory what would now, you lose in the process? What would you lose in the process? You got to go unbury your friends yeah. mm-hmm. in the midst. There's ash raining down from the bodies you're burning. There's blood and guts everywhere. You're having to identify your friends. And just like, how can you celebrate? How can you be that, like, yeah, we're yeah. the best as, you, as you're cleaning up your friends? That's when they you know, cut to Annie and she just like has the thousand yeah. yard stare. Yeah, she's and like, she's I'm just sorry, saying, I'm, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry over and over again. Yeah, which is a really common response for people who feel like you know, they, they didn't do enough or they couldn't save their friends. It's like, you know, they have to deal with that regret. It's definitely one of the stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's definitely pretty spooked. And, and Reiner comes along and he says, you know, it's not your apologies help won't help them. Yeah, your contrition does go, does no good right yeah, now. We yeah, gotta, what they need is a proper burial. Okay, yeah. Work to be done, even in the midst of tragedy sometimes. Aaron wakes up. Aaron, so Aaron wakes and up. Aaron wakes up in jail. Behind bars, uh, in a bed. Like every good Chained vendor. to the wall. And it's like, what the frick is going on? Staring at two people. And he's and like, a guard. where am I? And and we see Levi and Captain Irwin. Okay, so we've already Commander met these characters. Levi, Captain Irwin. And we, we've already seen these characters a little bit. Like I said, we have a couple of flashes. And I kept trying to tell you these are important characters. We'll see a lot more of them. Uh, that begins right now. So, uh, yeah. Aaron's like, what the frick's going on? And they explain to it. He says, where am I? And they're like, well, you're in the custody of the military police. And you've actually been here for a while. 
He must have been sleeping or something like that. Well, he was asleep when they pulled him out of the Titan right. body. Which, yeah, logistically... And he was completely unconscious. Where are the military police? The interior. In the interior. Mm-hmm. There was no military police out where the garrison was, so the garrison had full control over whether they're going to shoot this freaking potential weapon or not. Yeah. Because it's some idiot, right? And now then Pixis gets there, and Pixis is like, nope, custody. we're going to use him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then the scouts came back, right? So the scouts, Pixis, the garrison scouts, everyone's there. And where are they? They're all in the interior. Mm-hmm. And the interior police, military police, they have the say. Yep. So they've got custody of Aaron right now. Um, and interestingly enough, Aaron's like, notices that he doesn't have his special key within the key to the basement. Oh, yeah. Erwin also says, I just got here. Yeah. Oh, they're like, yeah, we, this is the soonest we're able to come and see you. So even, so even good the timing. scouts don't have full permission. To good do, timing because he wakes up right then. Yeah, don't have full permission to do whatever the frick they want in the interior. Apparently, it's just like military police territory. So anyway, they get in there and he has the Erwin has the key and he's like, "Why did you know? Where'd you get that?" And he says, uh, "He says let's uh, let's talk about home. Let's talk about the uh, the good doctor's cellar back in Sheik and China." He knows. He knows. He knows everything. So it seems pretty clear that either Pixis or perhaps. Uh, Armin and Mikasa have now kind of spilled, spilled like, the beans. All the beans. I spilled all the, the tea. Beans to Levi and Erwin and maybe who knows else, but who else, but and certainly the higher ups and the scouts now know. They let the cat too, out of the bag. It's still too early to know if that's good or bad. Right. So Levi has his doubts and he's like, it's interesting. Or he drops his line. Or he says, uh, oh, sorry. Erwin says, yeah, there, there it sounds like there's a pretty big secret. Uh, about the Titans back in the basement, and, and uh, it has implications for all of you. Has implications for everyone. And and let's Aaron's like, basement. yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, show, let's get to the basement. Let's get beyond the basement. Let's get beyond the basement. Y'all got any more of those basements? We want to go <laughs> yeah. to the basement and then get beyond it. I'm fresh out of basements. I'm ready to shoot them. Shoot them up. Um, so sorry. You guys got weird for a second. Man. That, that, that. So then Levi says, "Yeah, man, it's uh, it must be hard having your dad and your memory missing in action at the same at time. At the same time, he's dropping shade. He's not. Uh, he's like doesn't totally don't believe trust him. You. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone's like, no, no, no. He, he, we've already discussed this. Shouldn't he have doesn't any have any reason, reason to lie. Yeah. So he's like, okay, you know, whatever, basically. Uh, so then Erwin lays out a plan to get back to the basement. Which, is that, is that when Erwin, doesn't he ask him, what are your intentions Yeah, what are your first? intentions? Because your intentions are going to decide matters. how and then, things go. And Aaron's like, what are you talking about? And then mm-hmm. he explains. And he explains that, he says, he explains this, uh, this plan to get back to the basement. In the plan, he reveals that they now assume uh, that the armored Titan and the colossal Titan are similar to Aaron. And that mm-hmm. they are likely They're humans. They're people that can change. Who have this, who are intelligent or something like, they're, they're somebody's. And they have this ability to then shift into this Titan form temporarily. So he reveals that. He talks about, okay, what was necessary was to plug the hole in Trost. And then we have to go out, venture out beyond the walls. And he kind of lays out this whole plan of how to get there. And I am just going to, I'm just, you know what? Go ahead and get your hopes up. But be patient because um, it's going to be a minute. It's harder than it looks to get back to the minute. basement. I'll just say it that way. Yeah, they got to fight through all the Titans mm-hmm. in wall rows or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And then they got to be able to plug the hole in the wall again, like they did beforehand. But you got to think, How? there's a lot it's more a bigger Titans, hole. and it's a bigger hole. It's it is the, at some point, in the, the, a couple points in the show, they actually do have a map and they explain like the distances between each wall, and mm-hmm. you can kind of do the math, just you know how much, just how many square miles that is, and how mm-hmm. how many miles it is between you know wall rows and wall Cena, and like the, the whole night. It is way bigger than lot. you think. I mean, is I think somebody put it on a map. And 
but they put it on a map in like Europe and it's like most of Central Europe or something that like it's like a very large portion of land. It's not small. It's huge. So to, in order to get back there and then travel into where Shigashina is, which is on the very tip of that It's area, in one of those little things alcoves, like yeah. trust. That's going to be a heck of a fight. So he's basically saying, uh, you know, Erwin's like, what are your intentions? Because if you want to get back there, mm-hmm. we want to get back there. We got to yeah. find out. What he says, if we would use your powers, of course. Oh, we need to use your powers in order to make this happen. And he says, your intentions could be the key to turn the tide. You could save us. You could save us. And Aaron says, I don't know what I am. <laughs> like, true. <laughs> true. Just a look. And true. then, he, like, he, like, he puts his head down in the anime thing where he loses his eyes for a second. And he's just got shadow and his hair is down in front of his face. And then he starts thinking, it's, they do flashes of Titan, the Titan eating his mom. And, yeah, and well, Levi says. Uh, and his dad. And, what does Levi and say? Then like, he, it's like, not a hard question. You know, answer us. Like, what are you? Like, what is your intention? Yeah. And then he has this weird flashback of his dad and a needle and, you know, some, some stuff goes on. And his mom being eaten. And then he gets the crazy eyes and he scrunches his nose and he's like, I want to kill every single Titan that comes into my path. I want to be a scout. I want to kill them all. And Levi's eyes like flash. He's like, dang. And he kind of like has a tiny little towel that like (laughs) that got to him. "Hmm, Well Well played. played. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I didn't think you could answer that one better. And I think that's actually it's like he he won Levi over instantly. (laughs) Like that answer with that passion and like the crazy in his eye. He's like, I understand you. You're one of my people. He basically, you're you're like me. (laughs) You want to kill Titans as well. They should have a common. We are of the same feather. Yeah, cut from the same fabric. So he basically says, all right, well, I trust you now completely. And he says, more than that, I actually trust myself to take care of you. Even if you're not telling the truth, I'll find a way to like kill you. I'll find a way to make sure. So like, don't don't add up. I believe you, but don't act up. Like don't, don't prove me wrong. Like, yeah, don't flex on Levi. He'll, he'll put you out. And so, uh, uh, he says you're you're officially a scout now. Yeah, they just the and he takes and he's like the higher ups will go for it, and he basically takes personal responsibility for him and like mm-hmm. I'll kill him if he steps out of line. Yeah, not the way because I I can to deal with scout, him, but mm-hmm. definitely. He's a scout. He's going to get his dream. He's going to get to kill Titans. It kind of reminds me of Princess Bride when uh, Wesley's explaining how he became the Dread Pirate Roberts. And he's like, tomorrow I might kill you. Kill you in the morning. Yeah. After after this episode, I basically concluded that, that like the rest of the show could just be like the same thing happening over and over again, which is like, Aaron going out with the scouts and they're just like freaking wrecking a bunch of Titans and yelling. And I'll would, I would be like, yeah, I would watch that show. Action montages. Yeah, just action yeah. montages, but just for the next Watching like, three Watching Levi seasons. and Mikasa orange slice the crap out of a bunch of Titans. Freedom, yeah, Wings of Freedom. Like, yeah. I could just punch Titans keep watching face. that. Yeah, I could, I could go for a few episodes of that. Yes, <laughs> My sure. favorite is when Aaron like punches the heads off of the Titans. I'm just like, that is so satisfying. And his knuckles are like <laughs> And his gone. hand like is steaming. His, his bloody stub is steaming. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's so it's the best. That ends that ends this episode. It's not the worst cliffhanger in the world. No, it's not. But trust Things me, it's going to be very interesting <laughs> next episode. But then the, the teaser scene it gets crazy. is a little bit like what? Yeah, yeah, it gets crazy fast. And every time because we're doing this once a week, once a week right now, and it is very hard to not just to continue not just binge. To binge we just want to binge yeah. so bad. <laughs> and here's the thing about this though. Excuse me. This is the thirteenth episode, right? Uh-huh. And a typical show. We've been through a lot in thirteen episodes. Yeah, but in a typical show, this would be the season finale. That would have been the end. Aaron it's plugs true. the wall, a victory for humanity. But Aaron's in jail. Some mystery but left over. For all the um, cliffhangers they've given you, for the eleven cliffhangers, and for all the slow, steady streams of crumbs that have been leading you, they're not going to leave you yet. 
They need to give you a little more fed. They need to reveal a little bit more so you were down for season two. Because right now you'd be like, oh, that was a good show. Yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah, but... Season two would be cool. Yeah, sure. But na- but no, the next couple episodes, they're really going to tell you a lot about why you, you don't want to watch the show. They're going to get you hook, line, and sinker. It takes as many twists and turns as can, yeah. as can be had. But this is a great feel-good episode um, to to watch and, you know... Things get hard. I might go back and just rewatch this one just to, you know. <laughs> yeah, just to, to feel better about life. Like, victory. Yeah. Wings of freedom. Shall Wings we of freedom. Shooting up that yellow smoke. All right. It's time. It's time to give you this is your alert. This Quack. is your warning. Quack. Spoiler alert. If you don't alert. want spoilers, spoiler you don't have to have them. But if you want them, you can stick around for them right now. So email us, beyond the basement podcast at gmail.com, Facebook.com slash beyond the basement podcast, YouTube. Beyond the Basement like podcast. Like subscribe, please. Yes, go to the YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Uh, watching this podcast is indeed fun. And we're going to, I'm with the old, the old, good old stimulus check, I think we hopefully can make some upgrades to our to our uh, studio. Our studio is getting stimulated. Uh, yes. Yes, our Beyond the Basement studio, also sometimes called a spare bedroom. But spare oom. Slash, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's your warning. Get the heck out of here. Freaking pull your phone out. Pause it because we're going to get into Spoilerville and that's not a place you want to be unless you've already been there. All right. So. Spoiler! Oh, oh the shirt has come off. That's your Ladies cue. and gents. That's he has a second shirt underneath. It is. All right. Let's talk about these. Stick to your gimmicks. Let's talk about these thematically. I want to talk about one that gets hit on a couple of times in this episode, like two, three times, which is Annie. Annie shows emotion for once I when she says she's sorry to not Marco's body. She better be freaking sorry. She better be because she's a lot to be sorry for. The theory was sorry. The theory was that she inadvertently, though it was because of her, Ryan and Bertolt, they are the ones that caused all those humans to die. They're the ones she that caused. She didn't knock a hole in the wall for. But she's part of the whole attack. She's part of. She is part of the whole attack. So she's yes. She has inadvertently. Well, she has. She's. It's there's blood in her hands for sure, but she hasn't directly killed anybody that we know of until this episode where she and we know Bertolt and Reiner they take Marco's ODM gear and mm-hmm. leave him to be eaten. They leave him to freaking die because and he, and he doesn't even too much. get fully eaten. He gets bitten in half. He gets bitten in half and much. left. And for the first time, we see Annie surveying all of the freaking horror carnage. and carnage of mm-hmm. what she and her friends have done. But the reason I bring this up is because early on in the episode, she's the one who dashes out there, like legitimately puts herself in danger as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, to help save Jean. She yeah. like and kicks Connie. some Titan in the chin as and it's like, like sailing. Yeah. yeah. Right next to its mouth. All I'm saying is, is it's interesting because Annie is this very stoic character. She's kind of like a merciless She's very killer. aloof. She but doesn't it seems seem like, like even she, she has some of the same doubts, I guess, that Bertolt and Reiner. I was actually going to say you know that Reiner that, is like unstable. Mm-hmm. With Reiner, we know why, right? Not fully why, but Reiner, we have an explanation. We have, yeah. we have, we have some context to be like, oh, he's basically kind of unstable. He has actually made friends with these split people. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has a sort of split personality thing going on. It's not really entirely, it, he's obeying orders, but then he's having trouble doing it. Like he's the one who reveals to Aaron that they're from this other place. Yeah, and without actually thinking tries, about it. He, he just like tells like, him. He's sort of losing it a little bit, but Annie seems to be, uh, seems to be the opposite. She doesn't seem to be having any problems, but here, the first she's one of this episode, problems. she's having problems. It seems like she shook a little bit. I was thinking that, that moment it seems like she's for the first time 
looking at these people and realizing, because she's been told, as we know, they're not really people. Right. They're mm-hmm. our yep. enemy. That's exactly they need it. to be eradicated. But she's been with them for how many years now? Well, all of them, yeah. They're, they've been, they've together, been they through the academy. They're, they're all graduated recently. And she's looking around at her friends and her comrades, and mm-hmm. she's realizing these actually are people. Mm-hmm. Which and I And they didn't explain. deserve to die. And I'm wondering if part of the reason why she turns herself into a rock for 20,000 years is because deep down she doesn't really know what to do anymore and she doesn't want to give them information about her own people but she also doesn't want to have to face the music doesn't want to kill anybody she like yeah. i think about the scene with aaron in in the jungle with bertolt and reiner and he asks all the questions and makes them t- explain themselves and i don't think she wants to deal with that yeah i think i think this also could hypothetically we don't know just throwing it out there i could be totally wrong and i'm willing to be totally wrong she said remember her father taught her that martial arts mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And obviously it's because they're an advanced civilization who has martial arts and stuff from memories from old does this lend any credibility that her father could be zeke i think so i don't see why not he certainly has he would be about the right age and that um, would make I have sense. thought as soon as I saw Zeke and saw he was blonde, I immediately was like, I think that Everybody Annie is his is kid. Now, yes, also no. possible though, because they do this pretty continuously in the show. They sort of introduce a new character who is of substance and importance. Yeah, and it's connected. possible yeah. could be somebody else. I think that it's somebody else. I would. I actually kind of hope that it is. I hope yeah, that it is actually somebody inside of Marley who is kind of our next, like maybe villain or kind of like an, a higher up a king, yep. a general, a yeah. somebody who's high up in the military who has this daughter and he, his daughter's so he elite put a that they decided to make her, on one, her. Of the titan, give her mm-hmm. one of the titan powers. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for too. Yeah. Um, but it would make sense that if he was, if she was Zeke's daughter, why Bertolt is so gung-ho about getting her back and about saving her. It also could make Camille yeah, like crazy. Yeah, that's true. Because um, she's important. It could also just be that, you know, she's their comrade. She's like their friend that they grew up with or whatever, mm-hmm. but, and maybe he has a crush on her. I don't know, but he is also definitely could be, very focused on she's really getting important. her back. It, it could be because she's war chief Zeke's daughter. daughter. Okay. Could be someone else. It could be all that. of those things too. It we'll could be see. that he does have feelings for her and also that she is Zeke's daughter. Yeah. Or, but like I actually have the same theory that you do and I'm hoping that's the case because yeah. I'm actually hoping that she'll be able to turn her dad around against Zeke and against the uh oh this could get interesting mm-hmm. okay all we'll right see. season four much much to be had um something else maybe kind of small but I just love commenting on it is every time they talk about like the ocean like oh I remember we're gonna go see the ocean I just think of the episode where they finally do yeah mm-hmm. again talk about episode, payoffs there's yeah. just like there's just a really delicious payoff and all that um okay try to find let's see here <laughs> Um, I guess not really a spoiler, think- but it's just something I want to mention because Levi is like, so legit. So Levi shows up and does his little like spinning maneuver here. And again, he's like such an interesting character. I like that they spend a little bit of time in his backstory. I can't wait to get back to that episode because I feel like there's a bunch in there that I want to know. Yeah. I want to kind of refresh myself Re-sift on. through. Same. But... The episode where he shows up and slices up the Beast Titan's like arm, he like comes out of yes. freaking nowhere, and they're so like they they awesome. and the Titan the Beast Titan's like, or Zeke's like, 
they warned me. They told me about told one me soldier. About you. you know, like there's one soldier I should be worried about. They're like, yeah, yeah, trust me. There's one guy. Like yeah. you should be freaking like and concerned. He's still, about. even knowing. And that, then he's doesn't still he like single handedly take out a whole butt ton before he gets to well, him? Yeah, there's like a whole like gung, gung, they, there's like a domino happening. Yeah, whatever, and it's right all him. Yeah, it's all it's all him. It's just you see this little he's like, like, you, ant, like they warned me about figure. you. Yeah. yeah, there's something about those Ackermans. They're built for fighting. Titans. That's the other thing. I remember the first time I saw this, and then this time again when they when we finally do see Levi's face after he does the spinny spin thing. I was struck by how much he looks like Mikasa. Yes. Even when he's spinning through the air, the way that she spins through the air, it's very similar to him too. Exactly. She didn't, here's the thing is, nobody taught her that. Yeah, she didn't learn that She just has a natural, they they, they (laughs) call it her natural inborn talent or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, use your natural inborn talent. But it it seems to be that Levi has the same thing. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, let's see here. I just lost my spot. Okay, we already kind of hit on this, but Marco, we find his dead body. Um, he was left to die. I'm so much more salty about this than I was the first time around. I want guy. everyone to be as salty as I am. So he, he's just the heart of the team, and he is inc- the encourager. And yeah, he's got a Barnabas thing going. And on. he's a hero. The way that he just like jumps down on the ground. And I then, wish everybody was more like Marco, man. Yeah. It's so sad, and then Dude, they, do they just don't. Ex- him look very sad as a dead body. They it do. Is very dark so and very sad. He looks wow, very cool. betrayed and very sad. And everybody gets all upset about it. And I remember the first time watching through, it was kind of hard to keep track of all the different people. So I was like, "Oh man, sucks." One of them died. Yeah, we were talking but, about this earlier. Yeah, this time I'm like, "Oh, Marco, Marco you were the best out of all of them." Yeah, yeah, he was. You were the best of us. You miss it because there's so much going on and so many people to keep track of. But yeah, going back, I'm like, what? Like. The, the the writer like they want you to connect with this character a little bit so you do feel betrayed because you do see this like ruthlessness in them and it is like such an interest like they're villains i'm sorry but there's just no two ways about it yep. Bertolt, reiner annie are villains they're they, they are, are bad they're a product of their environment yeah mm-hmm. and they've been forced to do something but they have also willingly chosen, chosen to do wicked things um so the line erwin uh, we have some time. We have, we need to talk about home and the good doctor cellar and she can she like I missed. You just don't know. You watch that the first time through. You have no. You're like yeah. I want. I guess sounds that sounds cool. Yeah, kind of cool. Let's do it, dude. <laughs> the basement. Like they're gonna sacrifice many lives and go through many trials. So much stuff is gonna two happen and a half before they more. ever get there. Before you get to the episode called the basement. The basement. Good grief, yeah. dude. But again, an intense payoff. It really works and, out. And it's oh. a the creator he he teases this so early on in this show and it is the perpetual carrot it's mm-hmm. like one day one day yeah. we're gonna get there one day yeah, we're, we're like get i basement. gotta get there and he like lays out the plan for the basement which like is interesting because that's not even when they lay out that part of the plan you understand perfectly well that that's not the end end of the show that that's not the end game is not we get to the basement we win the game like we know that's how we get to the basement. We get to the basement just to figure out what the crap the next exactly. thing we're going to do is. Just to get some more information. And it's going to take thought, us 20,000 years to get there. I thought, we were gonna, I thought it was going to happen way faster than it did. I yeah. was thinking, okay, season two, we get to the basement. Yep. Sorry. Just this kind of, this so is hard. completely unrelated. Nobody's going to have context for this, but it reminds me of Brian's story after the, this morning where 
Oh, no, it was yours. The what? dream. The dream that you were talking about where the bus, oh, the bus is going up, slow uphill. Slow uphill. And then... Super fast. No, that's, 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 that's so what true. this show is like. There's times when you're like, oh, don't make me be patient. I don't want to be patient. Just tell me now. And there's times where you're like, it's a fire hose. Turn off so much information all at once. You got to savor the moments, man. Yeah. This is the show of hills and valleys. And you got to enjoy all of them. Yeah. Just like life. Um. Any other spoilers? Any other things you just put in the notes? You go, oh. No, that was... That was really shit about the Annie. The Annie. The Annie apologizing. Yeah, she feels remorse, which is like the first time we were yeah, seeing her. I, feel I like thought she was over Marco's body there, but it's, but we went and checked, and it is it is it, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I I don't think so because Becca pointed out that the body's in a different position and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I think Still it's sad. worth pointing out. I think it's kind of interesting how Annie turns into a rock, and she's always so hard and like. Yeah, unemotional. <laughs> sort of like her personality. Yeah, yeah, she becomes what she is. It's just I I like the metaphor. I think it's Dude, it's she'd great. Be really good at that game, crack the egg on a trampoline. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, watch. Out, I'm a giant rock now. Okay, well that about does it for this episode of Beyond the Basement, the Complete Attack on Titan podcast. If you would like to join us and get more fresh content, you can check out the Patreon page, you can check out the YouTube page, you can check out the Facebook page. The Join us there. Um, also, if you're digging the show, go on iTunes, go on Spotify, all that jazz, and leave us a five-star review. That's probably one of the best ways you can actually help us. So, with that... We thank you in advance. We thank you in advance. Right, we bid dude. you adieu. Uh, happy binging, happy quarantine binging of Attack on Titan. God bless. Cheers. Thanks again for watching and listening. If you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. If you're really loving it and you want some extra cool content, you can join our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash beyondthebasementpodcast. Check the show notes or our social media pages for links to some really rad Attack on Titan merch. All right, guys. See you next time.